Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Praise the Lord, everyone, on this wonderful Sunday morning that the Lord has made. It's a new day, a brand new dawning, the beginning of a new week. And we are totally delighted and excited that you have joined us here on this morning. Amen to God be the glory. Again, we're excited that you all are here. We want to welcome all of those that are here for the very first time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Apostle Rose White, Senior Pastor uh, of the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, and we pray that you are excited about this new day. We certainly are, and so I pray that you have come to join us for the next hour or so as we're going to be digging in the Word of God on this morning. Please know that, again, that if you are new, we are a teaching and evangelistic ministry. We solely believe in the Word of God. So there's a lot of teaching that goes on. We deal with a lot of Scripture, a little bit different, and God has us on a mandate right now, and that is to get in the Word of God like never before. So I pray that you have come, you've got your Bible, You've got your pad, you've got your pen ready, as this is uh, our time of fellowship with one another through the word of God. Amen. And so we're thanking the Lord today. We're going to get ready. We're going to open up um, this morning with uh, just a, a quick uh, little song here. Amen. And so I pray that you're going to enjoy this, and we're going to be right back here with you. Amen. Amen. And we do ask that everyone please go ahead, for those that have dialed into the studio, um, go ahead and mute your lines, um, except for those that are going to be coming back to um, help us with service. Go ahead and mute your lines on this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah to God be the glory. Hallelujah. There's a healing in this room, and it's here for you. There's a fresh I'm gonna 
has made. Amen. We are going to get ready to start this morning. I am going to ask Minister Carla if she would, if she would open us up this morning um, with our prayer. And then following um, Minister Carla, um, we're going to have Brother Thomas um, to read our morning scripture which is also what we're going to be talking about on today. So I pray that you've got your Bible, your pad, your pen ready. Amen. As our morning scripture, it's actually what God is going to have us ministering and talking to on today. Amen. So we're going to call forth at this time, Minister Carly, if you would come forth to open us up with our invocation prayer. And Brother Thomas, if you would follow her uh, with our morning scripture. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we just come before you today. Just thank you, Father God, for your grace and mercy. We come before you. Thank you for your love and kindness on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for waking us us up clothed in our right mind. We thank you for starting us on our way on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we just thank you for another time of fellowship on today, Father God, as we come together, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, to serve you on today in unity and in love and in joy and in peace on today, Father God, we just thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you on this morning, for you are worthy to be praised, for you are King of kings today. You are Lord of lords on today, Father God. We just magnify you. We exalt you, for you are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. You're worthy to be praised on today. You're worthy to be praised, Father. Father, we just come before you with humble hearts. We come before you with the heart of repentance on today, asking you to forgive us of our sins of omission, our sins of commission, forgive us of our transgressions, forgive us of our iniquities on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you remove all hindrance, all distractions, Father God, on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We even thank you even now for coming before us and make every cricket way straight, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that that you bless us with your presence in the atmosphere on today. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, as we worship you, as we magnify you on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we ask that every seed that's sown through hearing on today, that it falls on fertile ground and take root on today, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you do that your word do what you ordained it to do, Father God, on this day, through this broadcast, Father God, through this church service, in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for deliverance. We pray for restoration. We pray for healing on today for your children, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you even now, for you are our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear on today? Father, we just thank you, Father God. We thank you, hallelujah. We thank you today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for moving by your might in this service. We just thank you for what you're doing even now. We thank you for touching our hearts and our minds on today, keeping us in perfect peace on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you send those that you ordained for this time and this season, for this message on today, for this time of worship on today, for this time of fellowship and unity on today. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Good morning. I'm going to be reading from Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 8 of the New King James Version. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said, and he said, and he sat upon the throne, and behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. These words have already been blessed. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Thomas. Amen for reading our morning scriptures today. Minister Carla, thank you for opening us up with our invocation on today. It was so important to read those scriptures because I need you to be able to to um, meditate on that while we're doing getting the preliminary, because we're going to come back and we're going to fully talk about um, all of these particular areas on today. Amen. You know what? God wants us to recognize that he wants to make everything brand new. Hallelujah. He wants to take everything from our past to get rid of it. Hallelujah. And make everything anew. And so we thank and praise the Lord today uh, just for knowing that there is a new heaven, there is a new earth. We're going to be new. Hallelujah. And we are grateful for that on today. So meditate on that um, just before we get ready to go into a time of being in God's word. And we're going to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say to us on today. By way of announcements on today, especially for those of you that are new, you know, it's how you start your day. Uh, has a lot to do with what goes on in your day. And one of the things that the devil hates, and that is men and women 
that are fortified in the word of God. He hates the people that love the power of prayer, intercession, and free fellowship. And so I pray that you will join us Monday through Friday to make the devil real mad, knowing that you're going to rise up early in the morning to give God the first fruit of the day, and that is to spend time in his word, in fellowship, and through the power of intercessory prayer. God has truly been blessing us um, all throughout this year. It has been absolutely outstanding, a wonderful time of fellowship. And I'm going to just say for me personally, there has been like a new high, a new growth, um, and just such a sweet fellowship among the body of Christ and those that come and be a part um, of this broadcast. And so join us Monday through Friday, beginning at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, 5 Central, an hour of power. Hallelujah. Just an hour. Uh, you know, just a little hour to spend with the Lord. Even Jesus said, could you not pray with me for one hour? And so it's just one hour that you come um, that we have that time of fellowship. And so we pray that you can be with us right here on the Talk Shoe broadcast. Uh, amen. The only difference with it is that the ID number is different. You dial the same number, but the ID is 140273-POUND. Again, that's 140273-POUND. Invite others to come and be with us early in the morning at 6 o'clock before you go to work, before you go about your day, before you go to school, young people. Amen. It's a great way to get in the presence of the Lord. Also, join us here every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 Central, for our midweek Bible study, which is our Disciples Life class. We are disciples for Jesus, and we have got to get in the Word like never before, understand the things and the days of old, and recognize the times in which we're living in and how to apply certain things in our life today. So we deal with real-life issues. We are coming up where we are going to be taking a break throughout the rest of this year, but God has said for us to finish at least this that we've been talking about, mind manipulation. we got a, another week to go with that, and we'll be finished with that series. Um, amen. And so we pray that you can join us on Wednesday night. Many people's minds are being manipulated to do things that will take them out of the ark of safety and remove them from under the, the hand of God. And we want to always be in God's a perfect will. We want to be under his safety. We want to be under his wings of protection. And so we can do that through learning how to be better as disciples. That goes for all of us. There's so much God wants to teach us. So join us live on Wednesday night. We are proud and so excited, hallelujah, to also announce our new and improved website. Go to www.kogfellowshipchurch.org. There has been lots of new additions. Hallelujah. The group used to be new additions, but we have lots of new additions there. Um, still was adding a couple of things early this morning. We have now a prophetic page. Uh, as the Spirit of the Lord gives us a word, uh, we want to be able to post that and uh, to bless God's people, the body of Christ. We also now have a testimonial page. We have already began starting to add testimonies. We even got calls on yesterday from people that have come in um, that have been blessed even through our food pantry, and we thank God for all of the members of the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, both our local family and our Internet church, our Church Without Walls family. 
to God be the glory for all of your efforts that is uh, making a difference in people's lives. And we're getting testimony from people that have been coming through these doors that are being fed, that the natural word and many that are ministered to on a personal level as the Spirit of the Lord leads us um, to minister into their life. And so we give God praise. Go and visit those uh, web pages. Also, we do want to announce there on our website we have news updates. We have a blog page and so much more. Um, there's even uh, the page that deals with our Bible college and seminary. It's time to go higher. Hallelujah. It's time for higher learning. It's time for more participation in kingdom work and fulfilling godly assignments. And so we pray that you will discover what you can do today to get enrolled even in our new bachelor's degree of biblical studies for this upcoming semester beginning in January 2017. Can you believe it? January is almost here, a new year. And so what a great way to go into the new year desiring to grow more in the things of the Lord. Or perhaps you or someone that you know um, is ready to go forth. You know that God has called you into the ministry, and there are some basic things that you need to take on first and foremost, even having a covering. Um, you need a ministry license. And so you can enroll in our upcoming 2017 six-month AIT program. That's our Apostolic Intensive Training Program. January through June. Receive your certificate of completion along with your ministry credentials. Um, all credentials are approved by our ordination committee and our board of directors. We believe uh, not to be quick to lay our hands on no man. Amen. And the Bible tells us clearly and plainly to know those who labor among you. Amen. And so we pray that it will be a time of study, a time of empowerment, a time of growth, so that we can grow and go. So, again, visit our website to learn more about the AIT program. We also want to mention um, about our 21 days of prayer and fasting. The Bible says that these hard things, and we are in a time where there are some hard things that is upon us. Amen. And so these hard things, there will be times in your life Things that will happen in your personal life that is hard, is difficult, and we can't do anything on our own. And so it's going to take prayer and fasting. And because we are have moved into a new era in our life, in the lifespan of our nation as a whole, we as a body of believers have got to go back to basics. We've got to look according to even Second Chronicles. Uh, Second Chronicles 7 and 14, we've got to get on our face. We've got to turn our face to the Lord and pray. And so join us for those 21 days of prayer beginning on January the 1st. I've already put out to get you prepared now. You have to prepare and condition your heart, your mind, and your body before you go into this length of time, especially if you are new for fasting uh, for a period of time. This is 21 days, three weeks. And so, you know, those of you that are can uh, and will go and to see what it is that how you can be able to uh, flow with us during this time. And so this is talked about in great detail um, on our website. Go to the news section. Uh, get your heart, get your mind ready, hallelujah, uh, to go into 2017 with your eyes wide open and your spirit ready. As a mighty soldier of the Lord, a warrior, 
of Jesus Christ, understanding your role as a kingdom citizen here in the earth realm. Glory to God. And then join us as a, we're going to culminate those 21 days of prayer and fasting on that final day, which is January the 21st, with our C2P 2017. This is our 2017 Call to Prayer Summit. You know, God dealt with me on yesterday as we had a different date. But the Lord said that we need to close out the 21 days um, with the prayer summit. And so to God be the glory, obedience is better than sacrifice. And so we have shifted um, that summit to close out our 21 days. We're going to have a full day of teaching sessions all day long. We're going to have live right here in our local facility, but it will also be broadcasting live right here on TalkShoe Radio um, and through live streaming. We're going to be talking about the seven cultural mountains of influence. We're going to be dealing with a condensed version of our study um, in intercessory prayer and prayer warriors, and we're going to deal lastly with the war cry. There is a war cry right now, and so we're going to be ending in that war cry, that time of intercessory prayer. We're going to have the, the a partaking of the Lord's Supper followed by a fellowship uh, like meal, because after 21 days of fasting, we want to be able to go into eating in a light way, not gulging ourselves with lots of food, but we want to be able to break bread together, hallelujah, and have that time. What a way to start the new year with fellowship in the word, in prayer, and with food. Glory to God. You know, great friends have been developed uh, over food. Amen. Great relationships have been developed over food. So why not we start our year where we've got friends and family from around the local areas that can come together in a time to pray, to stand in the gap for our country, because that's also the marking time period when the new president um, will be actually put in office. And so that's why these 21 days are vital, closing out on the 21st. I believe that the inauguration is on the 20th, and so we want to close out on the 21st believing God to do what needs to be done. Amen. Hallelujah. God's got a plan. To God be the glory. We want to just follow his plan. And so at this time, we are going to have a time where we are going to worship the Lord even in our giving. We want to get all of this behind us. Amen. And so for those of you that have already purposed in your heart and mind to give, go ahead and get your gift ready to give unto the Lord. The Word of God tells us, according to Luke chapter 6, verse 38, to give, and it shall be given unto you. That good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. The Scripture says, so with the same measure that you meet for what you give, it's going to be given back to you. Amen. Pastor Baker always used to say, give a little, you receive a little. But you give a lot. You receive a lot. Bottom line, that's what that scripture is telling us on today. And so I ask that you would take that seed um, that you are going to be given on today, hallelujah, uh, and that you will, for those of you that are writing checks, uh, write, make your check payable to K-O-G-F-C. You're able to give for those that are around the country by going to our website and giving right online for your convenience, or you can send your check. Um, to us right here at our local facility, at our corporate office at 337 South Hill Street at Unit D, 
That's Reasonable, North Carolina, 2732. I want you to know you're not giving uh, into bad ground. You're giving into good stuff. Hallelujah. And when you give, God is going to multiply that seed. Amen. And so we want to pray for those of you right now that have your seed already ready to give unto the Lord. I ask that you would uh, go ahead and, and lift it up unto God. And let's begin to pray to cover the seed that's being given. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every man, every woman, oh God, that is given out of the abundance of their heart. We thank you right now for the cheerful giver, for that hilarious giver, for that one that is giving, believing you, taking the little that they have, trusting in you to multiply it into much. Father, I ask that you would bless your people right now that are giving that many may be struggling financially. But let them know that as they give and release out of their hand what you have given to them, that you're going to take that and you're going to turn things around. So, Father, we thank you right now for the floodgates that are open. We thank you for heaven's doors that are opening wide right now. We thank you for you devouring uh, uh, every enemy to come to steal what you've given unto them, that you're mending up the holes in their pockets and you're rebuking the devourer on their behalf because of their obedience. Father, we thank you for the increase. We thank you for the harvest. We thank you for the healing. We thank you for the deliverance. We thank you for the peace of mind and for the joy unspeakable, all because of what they're giving on today. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and we say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And amen to God be the glory. Hallelujah. Well, it's time for the word. I mean, it is time for the word. Nothing greater than the word of God. And so before I come forth, take again that scripture that Brother Thomas has read already. This is where we're going to be coming from today because God wants us to recognize that he is creating everything anew. Amen. And last week, the Lord gave us a song, and it's just continued to ring in my soul. And so for those of you that didn't get a chance to hear it, we're going to play it again on this morning because God wants us to be ready. And I'm praying that we'll all be ready when it comes. So I pray be blessed by this song. Thank you. 
for his return. Hallelujah. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we just come to you now thanking you for this time. We thank you for what we have heard thus far. We thank you, Father God, for the songs that have been heard this morning, for the prayers that have been offered up. And we thank you for your mercies on today. Now, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in our midst. Be with us on today. Open up the eyes of our understanding. Illuminate our minds today. Help us to be teachable. Help us to remain coachable. Help us to humble ourselves before you to hear what it is that you want to say to us today, that we will be ready when you return. Father, we thank you for your people on this day, and we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. For it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, we are not going to be here before you long, but we're going to cover here Revelations chapter 21. Um, looking at verses 1 through 8, Brother Thomas read those scriptures for us on today. But I want to look at also a key verse here um, coming from verse 4, because God is about to make all things new. He wants to make our lives brand new. And so verse 4 says, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. You know, if there's ever been a time that the body of Christ is suffering, so many of the saints of God are sick, going through sicknesses, illnesses, disease. The enemy knows his time is short, is at hand. And so he's doing everything. He is loosening out everything in his arsenal against the body of Christ. Hallelujah. But things are about to turn. Everything is about to be made whole. And so today we are looking uh, at this particular chapter and this study, which is dealing with John, who was out on the Isle of Patmos. This is not John the Baptist. And here, John, uh, for those of you that are studying, again, if you're new, we are a teaching ministry, so we believe in you getting in the Word of God because it's only through the Word that we'll be able to stand uh, in times of testing. And so John had a vision. And in today's uh, message that God is speaking to us through these passages of Scripture is something that is genuine. It is eternal. You see, he's showing us about the new Jerusalem, and that new Jerusalem is a perfect place. It's the dwelling place of God and of the Lamb. It's a place of spiritual wholeness. You know, there, there's not going to be any more tears. You know, many times, you know, we used to sing the song, I lay awake at night, you know, uh, but that's all right because Jesus will fix it. He wants us to lay awake, many all night long that have been weeping and crying, things that are happening, children that have gone astray, husbands that have walked out, wives that have turned away from, from right. You know, the many that are weeping because of job crisis, national crisis, world crisis. You know, people are weeping. But God is saying, you know, he's going to wipe away all the tears from their eyes, you see. And those 
the men who despise God, guess what? Even though they might have it going on, they got all the money, they got all the possessions, they're getting all of the accolades of man, guess what? They're getting their reward right now. That's the reason why many people say, you know, I, I, I got my stuff, you start to have, you got it right now. But you and I are looking for the eternal blessings as well as what it is that God would have us here on the earth. Because, see, those who, who despise God, that refuse to heed the word of God, are going to have access denied. You ever been to a place trying to put in a code to realize you can't get it? Or you tried a combination like I had those things so many times and tried to work that combination, but the access was denied. It had the wrong combination. And so when people refuse to heed the word of God, to listen, to reason, to abide by what God is saying, they're going to be denied entrance, entrance into that wonderful city. Hallelujah. And so it's eternally a new city, the city of God for all time. And that's what our focus is on today. Sometimes we need to take a salon moment of trying to stop and think why we need to give up the foolery of today's world. See, because this is not our home. We're not here to stay. We that are in Christ Jesus, that are full of the Holy Ghost power, that have denied ourselves the things of the world to seek after Jesus, we've got another home. We've got a home that has not been made by man's hands, and it hasn't. Hallelujah. In glory. And so I pray that on today, you will begin to look at the fact that there is something new that God has for you. And this is why we make the sacrifices to run and to uh, chase after God. We're God chasers. This is the reason why we give up certain things, because we know there's something greater coming later. Hallelujah. It gets greater later. Yes, it does. And so the book of Revelation, many people shut away from They don't want to even read. They don't want to study it. Many people are confused, and we've had even preachers say you have no business being in the revelation. I'm like, the devil is alive. We weren't supposed to read it. It wouldn't be a part of the 66 books of the Bible, you see. But God wants us to read with understanding, and now because of what we're seeing upon the earth today, he is allowing us to be able to tap in to the things that are going on right here, right now. You see, the book of Revelation uh, not Revelations, but the book of Revelation is the last book here in the Bible. You know, it's, it's the, the final book that was written, and it was actually written by the Apostle John near the end of his life. And so there were very early traditions that places, you know, this writing at a certain time frame. And John was on the island of Patmos. According to verse 9, when we look at the very first chapter, this was in the what is called the Aegean Sea, you see. And so that particular island, it was a rocky place. It was a barren land. And we believe that, according to history, John had been exiled there as punishment for conducting some evangelistic work that the people had forbidden, didn't want in the city of Ephesus. God wants us to have learning and knowledge and wisdom of what took place and why things took place. 
saying this many times that I think my brothers and all that have heard me say that we need to make sure you got a pen, you got a pen ready by your bed when you go to bed at night because you don't never know when the Lord will wake you up in the middle of the night give you something, and you need to write it down right there. Do not think that you can get up the next morning and remember what God gives you. Trust me, the enemy is there to snatch it every time, and you won't be able to do anything to remember it. Get that pad and keep it by your bed. Write it down the moment that it gets you. Trust me, when it comes from God, when you lay back down, he'll allow you to go right on back to sleep. Be ready when it comes. Be ready when he says to write it down. God wants to give many visions about your natural life, your personal life, your business, your ministry, your family. Be ready to write it down. Because there will be others. There will be times you've got to write stuff down and you've got to spend. A lot of times God gives me things, I write it down. And then all of a sudden, people will be wondering, how in the world she get that message and post that on Facebook? God gave it to me. I had to write it down. I couldn't just say that I was going to remember the next day. No, i got to write this down now so that when I do get up, now I'm going to post it on Facebook because God has said I need you to release what I'm giving to you for others to see and to read and to receive. Hallelujah. And then that second part, we talk about Revelation having three parts. That second part now is consisting of some personalized messages to these churches. Many women of God, let me tell you something right now. God has leaders. God has his people that he has strategically put in place to cover and to lead and to be able to bring direction, instruction, and even time of correction. And there will be messages that will come that is personalized just for you. And these are personalized messages to these churches according to the second uh, chapter and the third chapter of Revelation, personalized. What was meant for one church had nothing to do with another. It wasn't something that was global going across the board for everybody. There was a different message for each one of them. And so, you know, we sometimes call these, you know, letters to the seven churches. But today we do it so much more than that. It was like an introduction to the book as a whole for their congregation. And then the third part, here when we look at, you know, the the last chapters from chapter 4 to the very end of chapter 22, here now John has a record of a series of visions that he had experienced. That's why you need a pass. See, many visions that God will give you can turn into books. Writers that are listening, God wants to allow you to begin to write because there are some things that he wants to share, not only with you, with your family, or with your local, but with the nations. Many of those writings will turn into songs, will turn into playwrights, will turn into movies, will turn into theatrical events. Write it down. As God speaks, it's a word, many of messages, you see. And so here, there were visions. God had shown him, John, visions of the heaven. Had shown him activities in the heaven. The the Lord had given him, there were prophetic words that had been downloaded in John's spirit by the angels who were serving as God. 
Because the demons can come in angelic forms as well. And so here we understand that these were angels sent by God to serve as aids. And so when we look at the book of Revelation, here in its literature, here in its dealing with uh, what many call the apocalypse, but guess what? This does not mean, unfortunately, contrary to popular belief, worldwide catastrophe, but it's an uncovering of things that have been hidden. It, has, it is a revelation of what is to take place. And so people miss it. That's why it's called revelation. Not just about, you know, the world-shaking events, but people need to be aware of what is about to take place, and so it hits. Many people don't understand, but God wants to bring about a revealing to his people so we know the world will not be able to receive because according to the world, you know, their point of view, God is too God, too much of a loving God to allow such things to happen. Oh, that won't happen to me or my family. Oh, I'm not going to handle that. I'm not going to take that. I don't receive that. You better receive it because it's the word anyhow. See, this book reveals some hidden workings. It reveals the plans of God in the midst of the church today, the trials and the tribulations that the church itself faces. And guess what? Because when you know what is about to take place, when you have been things that have been revealed unto you, what happens? It gives you some hope. Hallelujah. There's hope to those that are, are hopeless. See, it gives hope to those that have been persecuted. Why? Because they've been tapped in to some inner working, some inner knowledge, some revelation to know the end result. My, my, my. It's this here that's that much. You know, here when we read in Revelation, it is showing you and I right now today on November the 20th, 2016, that evil is not no triumph. Hello, it is what it is. That's it. That's all. It ain't no triumph. All that the enemy tries to do, it won't work. Can't work. It will never work because the devil is a defeated foe. And Revelation, she reveals that. See, one thing the enemy don't like for, for, for the saints of God to know what his end result is going to be. He's already defeated. And so as Brother Thomas read the verses to us today, I'm going to quickly go through it. We're going to break down this because it's Sunday morning. We might as well just give God praise and worship through the word of God. Hallelujah. And so when we look at verse 1, we see some things that dealing with a uniting. First and foremost, we're seeing a bride and groom. There's nothing more beautiful than marriage. But here we're looking at the bride and the groom. Here is the wedding party that the Lord is talking about. What is saying, verse 1, you know, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. So the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And so when we look at this, here it is. There's a context here about creation. We already know that in Genesis, it talks about creation. It talks about all that God has created. See, even in chapter 1 of Genesis, it talks about in the beginning, God created the heavens. 
heaven and the new earth. Ain't going to be none of that. Say the prediction of no more sea is not new. There has been a long-standing prophecy even in the Bible. We can look at Isaiah. Because as I was looking at this, um, you know, this morning and just reviewing a couple of things, the Lord took me here even over to Isaiah. And so if you will look with me real quickly at Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17, uh, Isaiah points out something. It says, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former, guess what, shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Those former things, you know, the, 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 the thing that it's talking about that, you can notice it says new heavens. There's an S here. And, and when I looked at heavens, heavens is talking about heights, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary. It's dealing with elements. It's dealing with the universe, you see. So he created new heavens and a new earth, plural. I mean, singular with earth. Quarrels with the heavens, and everything else, you know, was no more, not even remembered. And then when you look at the 66th chapter of Isaiah in the 22nd verse, it says that as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. My, my, my. That's a wonderful thing. Glory to God. See, one problem here when it comes to, to sin, and sad to say, sin spoils creation. But guess what? God promised a solution, and that was to recreate. We thank God. Thank God knows how to do a makeover. <laughs> you know, many of us, especially for women, we, we spend a whole lot of money, arms, legs, a couple of fingers and toes to get makeover. But God knows how to do a mighty makeover. And he had a makeover in plan for this current heaven and earth. This don't one day be passed away. Hello? But we praise God that everything is going to be made new. See, God does his work of reconstruction, you know, like that. Before, okay, before anything new can come, guess what the old guy go? God can't even do anything new with us until we recognize that there's an old mess on the inside of us that's got to die. It's got to go. It's got to be excommunicated. See, God can't do anything new within us until the old is gone. And so this, that old man of sin of our past lives has got to die. So that the new heaven and the new earth can come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we've got to get rid of some old stuff. See, if any man be in Christ, the word tells us according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Today, God wants to create all anew. And so verse 2 here, it says that I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, 
need your group. What do you do? You get all dolled up. That's the best way I can put it. <laughs> we get all dutied up. We get all fixed up. We get all pretty up. Hair done, nails done, toes done, everything done. Gown is right. Laid out, jewels all over the place. Our little tiaras, our veils, our shoes. We make sure that we are fully adorned for that man that we're going to walk down the aisle to. All is the same for us as children of God. Hallelujah. You see, we're going to be prepared as that bride, that beautiful bride that is adored for her husband, our Lord, our Savior. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. And so here, we, we look at the new heaven, the new earth, you know, it's presenting itself. That new Jerusalem that's going to settle on the earth is indicating that heaven and earth are to be together. Uh oh. I saw the new, the holy city, New Jerusalem. Place that coming down from God out of heaven. There is a uniting here. There is a bringing together here. God wants His people together. We're so we're so separated. We are definitely not a united people. But God wants us to be united. See, God will not dwell in a, in a place that is separated from his people. It just ain't going to happen. No can do. God is going to dwell with his people that is completely eternal. It's time for us to get together. It's time for us to come together. Hallelujah, like never before. See, Jerusalem being that holy city. And so I even Isaiah, when you look at Isaiah in chapter 2, he saw a time when many would desire to go up to the mountain of the Lord to worship him. Prophets of the Lord, those of you that are prophets, God wants to show you some great and wonderful things. Hallelujah. God is calling for and bringing into place his true prophet that we will see with a spiritual eye, that we will comprehend, that we will perceive correctly, desiring directly those things that are to match and that lines up with the word of God. And so Isaiah saw score of a time. See, going up, that's a natural thing to say, you know, here. There was some high elevations. There was some surroundings there, right there in, in the earthly Jerusalem. And so Isaiah saw some things. He clarified even a vision that John saw. My, my, my. What a wonderful thing. God's people of old saw what was to take place in the new. They're long gone, but they already saw what is to come. My, my, my. Here, a bride being adorned for her husband. Nothing more more, uh, beautiful than that. See, everything in the natural works alongside of the spiritual. A natural wedding is a representation of the spiritual wedding. That's why we got to go into marriage in the right way. Because marriage and weddings represent what is to come even in our spirit life. Hallelujah. And so as we look at verse 3, 
The first part, it says, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, you know, he said, there's that voice. This is a, a frequent occurrence when we look at visions here in Revelation. That voice, calling the voice of an angel. And then it goes on and says, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. No, no, no. Here it is, the voice. Y'all know they got a TV talk show called The Voice. <laughs> well, it's not this voice. Here, this is a voice that is making a great announcement about the new city. See, God's dwelling place was that portable tabernacle that we see all throughout the Old Testament. It was used actually before the temple was built. And so here, you know, we see that the tabernacle was, was actually a tent. Many people struggle to comprehend God as dwelling in a tent inside a city, no matter how perfect and glorious either might be. But see, that ain't the point here. John's vision is revealing to you and I on this Sunday morning a future time, a time that is to come when all the things that separate us from a perfect fellowship with God is going to be removed. Glory to God. Uh, uh, uh. Hallelujah. We're going to be a chief. He's going to be our God. And there ain't going to be no physical, there ain't going to be no spiritual barrier that's going to be separating us like it is right now. See, that's, that's the, the, the absolute, the, the eternal future. It ain't no temporary situation like what we're seeing right now, what we see in the separation of heaven and earth. And so when we look at verse 4, as we move through this, these verses, it says, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Dry up your tears. Thanks. Hallelujah. He says here, there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crime, neither shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Those of you that don't know Jesus, I'm going to tell you right now, as you're weeping now, you're going to be weeping later. It's time to get right. It's time to do the right thing so that your life will be that life when God will wipe away all your tears. You ain't got to worry about the death. There's not going to be any more heartache and pain and misunderstanding. It's not going to be any more issues and crises and circumstances and situations. And so here, that heavenly voice is describing some spiritual aspects, some emotional aspects here. There's going to be a future with God. You know, that time when death and, and every cause of pain, the outriders, the measure, the, the backache, hallelujah, the leg pain and the leg swelling, medical calling, brother Thomas, you know, the, the, the water up in the lungs and the breathing problems and issues. Hallelujah. All that's about to be over. Glory to God. There won't be no more of that pain. There won't be no more of that suffering. Hallelujah. You may be suffering now, but you hold on. You keep trusting in the Lord. There is coming a time when there won't be no more pain. There won't be no more suffering. Hallelujah. That's a wonderful thing. 
See, lots of times we talk about all the issues and we talk about hell and, and we talk about brimstone and, and we talk about this and that, but sometimes we just need to be reminded of something new. We need to be reminded of why we do what we do, what we are looking for when it's all said and done. We need to hear sometimes something good that will build up our spirit man to give us some added hope and a reason for walking upright with the Lord. Imagine, no more death. Just imagine, use your, your visual, you know, to take a moment to think no more pain, no more sorrow, no more popping pills, brother Tom. Hallelujah. You put them pills up, they're gone, they're out of here. They can't stress. No more of that. There won't be even any more causes for crying. See, that the emotional body blows that we suffer is going to cease and desist forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Be it that all the creation that has been made is going to be passed away. Our lives of pain, our, our times of hardship is going to be over. And so John even goes on to explain even more right here in these verses. Because some things have to be, some things got to be separated. When we look at, you know, verse 5 and 6, it says that he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him. That is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life free. My, my, my. Hallelujah. See, if an angel been speaking in verse 3 and 4, you know, John is now hearing a different voice. You know, here there's a, a, a different a, a way that he's hearing that's in a direct and in a personal way now. See. And so John is actually told to write. And this is that final thing. Here is a command that comes from the one who is seated upon the throne. Here there is the, the image, the throne of authority, combined with the Alpha and the Omega. Here is a self-designation. Hallelujah. You know, we hear the voice should be that of the Lord. He is the Almighty. He is the great and mighty God. And so even when it talks about here, the true and the faithful, this is a fact that the Lord is going to make everything new. This is, a, I would say, it's like a commentary here. You know, God is going to make everything new. He said, behold, I make all things new. God is letting us see some different things. People that are going through persecution, many people that have suffered martyrdom. Many people right now, I'm going to tell you, you that are saints of God, once you make a choice to live holy, you may not be stoned to death. You may not be thrown to the lions or burned at the stake, as many of the, the, the uh, people of old, the patriarchs of old, had to deal with. But you'll be persecuted in other ways. You won't be invited to the cookout, the family reunion. You may not be asked to be a part. Uh, of the clique in the church or part of the association on the job, you know, 
You may not be asked to be amongst certain groups because you've chosen to be holy. You've chosen to walk upright. You have chosen to pray and to study God's word and to make a right decision. And so you become a martyr right here while living. You ain't dead. You're still walking, but they're killing you every day. All because they don't feel that you need to be a part of them because you've made a right decision. But I want you to know that God said, I'm going to make all things new. See, this is a a promise that is needed for us today who are believers that are struggling to live faithful. They're going to always be stopped. They're going to call against us because we're still living in this realm, in the flesh. Got to deal with people. We got to deal with stuff. And so there are things that will cast our faithfulness. There will be blows that will slap us up and down. Things that will happen that will come like a tsunami to almost wipe us out. Things that will test do we truly believe in the Lord God. Things that will happen in our families, on our jobs, in our businesses, being church hurt in the church. Things that can happen that will blow us over. Persecution, it will tear our faith. But no matter what cause, what go, what hit, what blow, we got to still remain faithful knowing that God is God. He loves us. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Sometimes things happen because sometimes he allows certain things to happen because he's got to get our attention. But here is where our faith has to still remain strong. The pain, the heartache that you and I experience, that's not the final chapter of our story. That's not how our story is, right? Hallelujah. Stuff hits us on every side, but it ain't over until it's over. It ain't over that God says it's over. There is a future for us, a future where we won't have no more pain. We're not going to have any more tears. We're going to have a time when everything in our life is going to be new, where everything is going to be perfect, where there's not going to be a time where we're going to grow old, where there's not going to be any corruptness within this flesh, within this mortal body, because our bodies are going to be changed. Hallelujah. And so even as we see Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, hallelujah, the first and the last, the A and the J, the beginning and the end. God was there in the beginning of history with the very first of creation. And he's going to be there at the very end when history is all done. He's going to be there at the recreation of heaven and earth. He is the God, the Almighty. See, a lot of times people talk about what, you know, we deal with, and they talk about over 2,000 years ago. And so people tend to think that even when it was back in the dinosaur days and the 6,000 years before, you know, uh, they talk about 2,000 years of Christ and the 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 years, they almost act like God wasn't a part of that. Like he, he was not there. But God was there in the very beginning because he created it. And guess what? Being the creator, he knows how to end all things well. And then turn around and recreate it all over again. Isn't that wonderful? You know, and my mind, thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, I think about the times when I, uh, many years ago, went out on the beach. And, you know, you go out in the sand and, and you, you build up little sand houses. 
and you can build things up and create them according to how your mind conjure it up for it to be, and then all of a sudden you can act and take your seat and wipe it and the same house is gone, it's over, and guess what? You turn around and you recreate it all over again. Hallelujah. Well, that's what it is with God. In the beginning, God was. And in the end, God still is. Hallelujah. He is almighty. The Lord God, he's omnipotent. He reigns forever. Hallelujah. And then when we look at, you know, the, the, the last part where we talked about that, that life of water, that first talked about the fountains of water. See, water, when you think about water, we always think about life. We think about refreshing. We think about restoration. A, a man, a woman that is thirsty and, you know, they're about to die, all they need is just a little bit of water. All of a sudden, it's like a quick refreshing takes place. It's something that gives you a, a new boost. <laughs> All you need is just a little. My uncle used to say, a little dab but do you? And so just a little bit of water. Here, that, that freshness of God who is that fountain of, of life, that water that flows freely. This is a fulfillment of a prophet, a promise even the prophet Isaiah had made. He prophesied a spiritual satisfaction for those who would seek the Lord. It right in the 50th chapter of Isaiah, verse 1. God wants to satisfy. He is the greatest satisfier. I don't care what you do, how much money you make, how many houses you build, how many cars you got parked, you know, in your garage. You know, I don't care what you do, ain't no kind of satisfaction. No man, no woman, no money, no nothing can satisfy like the Lord. And so here there's been that prophecy, you know, that for those who seek after God. And right now I pray that I get you pumped up and that the word God gets you stirred up, that you become a God chaser, that you, for God, you live, for God, you die. You are chasing after the Lord that you have made and are making a qualified decision that I am going to live for the Lord. No matter what. It don't matter who comes. It don't matter who even leaves. At the end of the day, all that matters is that I'm walking in the arms of Jesus, that I'm dwelling in the safety and the secret place of the Most High God. Hallelujah. And so when we look here, Dealing with John, you know, talking about that living water. That living water is the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm on today. Begin to pray that God will fill you with the Holy Ghost if you don't have the Holy Ghost. And that you already feel it's time for a refilling. There's time for a rededication. It's time to be refilled with the Holy Ghost. Those of you that pray in your heavenly language, God wants you to begin to pray and talk in the spirit. Stir up, activate your faith. Let that water begin to turn. That will bring forth life and that more abundant healing waters. Living waters comes only from the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Today will be no spiritual thirst that's not that's going to go unquenched. See, when we get spiritually thirsty, the Holy Ghost comes. Hallelujah. Fills our cup. It's overflowing. It's running over. Hallelujah. And in the new heaven, in the new earth, you know, that comes, there's going to be a constant, a constant quench. There's going to be a constant, a, a filling. 
You know, constant feeling. You're not going to ever go thirsty. See, in the natural, there will be times. In the natural realm, you get thirsty. You need a little something to drink. But in the new heaven and new earth, won't be none of that. That's not required. That's not necessary. And just like, you know, there's that direct access to, to God and to Jesus Christ, there's going to be a lavish abundance of the Holy Spirit to all uh, of those that are in the new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank you, Lord. Constant abundance. I want to just uh, look real quickly here. Uh, you know, because there's, there's something that, that we need to, to quickly take take a look at. Um, and I think I, I want to just look at this real quickly. Um, here at Revelation, let me, let me see here. Where do we want to go? Um, Revelation uh, chapter 22, uh, verse 17. It says here in the 17th verse, and the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a first come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. I want to say something right here. God is a gentleman. You hear what I say? God is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on any of us. He's saying, come. You know, at the end, when we call for Christ, we call for salvation, when the doors of the church are open and we give that call for those to give their life over to Jesus. And many times, you know, I've been where a, a, a church that I was a part of, the deacons are out in the aisle. They're all the stretched wide open, and the message is saying, come. But guess what? It's up to us and whether we do so. It's on whosoever we are. Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. God wants to give us the water to drink. That's up to us and whether we drink it. We can choose to go thirsty and die a spiritual death, dying because we didn't get any water, because the body requires that. And so the spirit does so as well. The soul requires that. Or either we can take freely of what has been given. Ain't no charge other than Jesus shed his blood on the cross. <laughs> I'm telling you, he shed his blood that you and I might have a right to the tree of life, to be able to drink from this water that he wants to give. But it's a whosoever will. When you come, you got to make a choice whether you want to live holy. Why? Because nobody is going to make you live holy. You got to make that choice for yourself. You got to make a decision. You know what? I know they're going to talk about me. I know they're going to criticize me. I know I'm going to lose some friends along the way. Well, so what? Whatever. Let them go. Bye-bye. See you later. I want to go and live my life with Jesus. I want to know that when I die and I leave this earth, I'm going to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. And no matter serving the Lord will pay off in the long run. Serving the Lord has some good benefits. Great reward. And so when we look even here, and, and we look at verse 7, he that cometh, and we're coming down to the end of this, this morning, he that cometh, overcometh, shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Ladies, that's talking about us too. <laughs> because we're sons of God as well. Amen. We come out from me. So we're sons of God 
as well. Hallelujah. We're going to be overcome. We are victorious even now in Christ Jesus. My, my, my. And so here, there, there, there's the greeting. Each of the greeting that was given to the seven churches, even in chapters 2 and 3, guess what? They end on the good news. They end with a promise to the one who overcome. There's going to be a permission to eat from the tree of life. Hallelujah. There have been promised that they're going to be immune from the second death. Hallelujah, promise. They've got a, they got a promise of receiving a new name. A promise. They've got a promise of having authority to rule the nations. A promise. They've got a promise that they're going to have a white robe. They've got a promise that they're going to be a part of the New Jerusalem. They've got a promise that there's an invitation to share of the great throne of authority. In those seven churches, there was some correction that was given. <laughs> there was some hard things in the summer. I mean, the Laodicea church, when they got that letter, they told them, y'all, y'all, Luke Wall, God will spit y'all out of his mouth. Ooh, Lord. You don't get no more heavy than that. I wish that, that you'd be either hot or cold. You need to be either saved or unsaved, but don't be lukewarm and strapped in the fist. You got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm here on church on Sunday. I'm boogalooing on Saturday. I'm over here smoking pot on Sunday, and I'm taking communion on Sunday. Okay. We got to recognize the fact that there was some heavy things in these letters. But at the end of every one of those letters, God let them know there's a promise if you just walk around. There's a promise if you live right. If you live right, what's that going to say? You only know, just thought about that in my spirit. If you live right, heaven belongs to you. No, no, no. Heaven belongs to us. But he comes with a price. And that price is being a do-right man, being a do-right woman, being a do-right people. Hallelujah. Because we're going to be amused. You say from some things. We're, we're going to have a new white robe. I always say now, you know, I got one black robe. And I'm like, Lord, I'd love to have me some other robes. I want a white robe, Lord. I, I saw another robe that's absolutely gorgeous. But you know what? The, the robe that I really want is the robe that God has for me at the end. That's the only robe I want to really have. Hallelujah. That's going to be the greatest robe of them all. And to have my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. To be able to, to have this promise that was given to share in that great throne of authority. You don't get no better than that. And guess what? The wonderful thing about this, all of this is summed up, you know, right here uh, uh, in the word of God, that the promise is that, you know what? We're going to inherit all things. See, we got a funny on the natural, you know, something. I just had a, a pastor and so fun. Well, maybe it ain't fun. But she literally told me, that she was waiting for her father to pass, you know, because he wealthy, had not lived right. She waits on him to pass, and so that inheritance leads to her. I, I had to laugh. I had to chuckle when she told me that. But I said, you know what? Thank God for honesty. She was keeping it real. She wasn't trying to hide it or to act deep, you know, or trying to be. She just said, you know what? Well, he needs to go on and die because there are things I need to do for the kingdom. And since he ain't doing nothing with it, I need that, the wealth of that wicked to come on in my hand. So I can go on and do what God has called me to do. <laughs> See, she, she's looking for the inheritance. 
And so here, it even talks about the unbelieving. These are those who refuse to trust Jesus and to follow him. It talks about the abominable. Here, this stuff, this is the thing that's speaking. You know, the other day, I think my brother had on the TV, they're talking about the abominable snowman, abominable, uh, um, you know, they were talking about Sasquatch and all these things, being out in the jungle, and the people were, were camping out, and they kept hearing things. And, you know, it's so much stuff that is out there. But here, an abominable is dealing with things that speak of sin. Adultery, it stinks. Makes me sick. And it's, it's repulsive to the Lord, y'all. It's a stench. It's abominable. It's, it's dealing with a sense of something being polluted. Things that commit sacrilege. And then, of course, it talks about murderers. That's so obvious. It, you know, but we, when we think about murderers, because I'm going to take this in a whole different way, you know, we think about murders where somebody took a gun and they shot their neighbor. Or, you know, somebody took a, a knife or a hatchet and cut up, you know, a, a somebody and threw them over in the ditch. Well, let me tell you another form of murder. We're talking about folks that kill the faithful. They're constantly got their mouth on them, murdering them every day. And that's why they cry out, how long, oh, Lord? Holy and true, does thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Revelation chapter 6, verse 10, murderer. See, there's so many forms of murder. Some people never thought about that. The only thing they thought about was who got shot, who got killed, who got stabbed, who got sliced up. But there are people that are being sliced up, shot up, cut up every day but through the mouths of other people, murdering them every day. And then we look at the martyrs. These are men and women who die for their faith. And you know the beautiful thing about that, because we got so many martyrs that we read about, you know, in the Bible, even martyrs right here uh, on the earth, people in different countries, that they don't have the freedom that you and I have today. And, you know, that's another thing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We got a freedom to be able to go to church, and many of us don't even go to church. We won't even dial in to be on the studio to listen to church right on. Well, you ain't even got to go outside and cut out of your house. You ain't got to leave your office. You ain't got to leave your street corner. You can sit right there on your porch if you want to. I don't just stoop down in or log in on your notepad, your phone, and your computer and be in live church. You know, folks won't do that, but yet you got people over in Pakistan and people in other countries that don't have the freedom that you have, and they're dying because they have chosen to serve Jesus. My, my, my. They've been coming martyrs every day because of their faith, being literally killed because of having to go underground, hiding. We don't even have to hide. Now, that's not to say that a time may not come that we won't have to go in because the devil, he loose now. Now, the baby said it very clearly. There's been a spirit that's been released on the earth ring. And so there's some stuff that's about to hit the scene in a big way. See, there's a changing of the guard that took place. And some stuff that we didn't allow to, to be activated. And so here it is. We're not sure what's about to happen. That's why we're going to be praying like we're going to be praying. That's why we're going to be turning our plate down fasting. That's why you got to get ready for it now. Start preparing your body right now. Get your heart ready. You got to do that a couple of weeks in advance before you start going uh, fast such as this. And then here it talks about the hormones. See, when we talk about the hormones, this ain't just about the women. This is 
husbands, especially, you know, dealing with men who's engaged. See, women, we automatically know they, they, you know, these women are out here in prostitution. But you're not male prostitution. These, and they violate God's standards for sexual uh, purity. There's a degradation here. You know, silent the Lord up. We got it right now. That didn't happen then. I mean, it's big time today. It's all over our TV. Now you can't even look at wholesome TV today. Our commercials is becoming corrupt. LGBT taking over. Come on up. Men with men, women with women, men with four and five women, women with four and five men. Come on up. Violating God's standards for holy living. And then it's got the nerve to, to uh, uh, march it all over TV. March it all in the parades now when they have the parade. I don't even want to go to the parade. I just love parades. But now you see anything in the parade today. And then talk about the sorcerers. Lord have mercy. These are their uh, people who are seeking power through spiritual forces of evil. They completely oppose God. And we got apostles. Well, I'm going to call it like it is. Call a spade a spade. Prophets. We got some bishops, some elders, some pastors and teachers that are sorcerers in the pulpit. Many of them, warlocks in the pulpit. See, folks don't like this kind of talking. And my thing is, it don't matter. You don't even have to miss the turn of station, but I pray you're going to stay, that you get mad enough that you're staying here the rest of it. Sorcerers behind the pulpit. They, they're getting fortified because the people are lifting them up. But it's evil. They're looking for the mighty dollar. And so they use their gift of witchery to make a move of you. Get you caught up in emotion. Get you caught up with sensation. Oh, I felt a goosebump on my goosebump. Sorcery in the house. And then we got the idolaters. I like the way Brother Thomas said that, idolaters. <laughs> You're exactly right, Brother Thomas. they idols, and they later. <laughs> idolaters. Idolaters. Here, do you know that this is a constant threat to the church today? It's ongoing. It's going on. People are idolizing men, lifting up these pastors. Many of these big TV evangelists, and those of you who talk about time we sit and we watch them over and over and over again, they have become idols in the eyes of people. You know, many people won't even read their Bible. It's only what the bishop says. Can't nobody say I'm calling out no name. But it is what it is. Unless a certain evangelist say it, I, I, I don't need, I, I don't have to read it because if the evangelist said it, then that's good enough for me. You better open up your Bible. You better read it for yourself. See, we idle certain things, certain people. We idle cars. We idle houses. We idle money. We idle groups and bands and teams. You know, people travel all over the world because their favorite team is playing. Made of an idol. We got a favorite music band. We traveling on. You know, I used to watch the groupies back in the 70s. You know, they don't, they're not like it was back in the day, but that's when they used to have, you know, all these quartet things, <laughs> like the Kennedy. And I mean, they had these groupies, these women. They be everywhere in the built-up groups. We go 
They'll do a little group with me right there. Follow them everywhere they go. Idols, making people and places and things. Idols. It is a threat in the church. It's a problem. And this was actually uh, talked about right here, dealing with the church of Ephesus, even in the second chapter, dealing with verses 1 to 7. It talks about that city, the hall of the great temple of the pagan goddess Diana, known as Artemis. See? And then you know what? The thing is, this list ends with something. It talks about all the big names that we just automatically think don't carry people to hell. But see, again, there's one little one. See, it's the little foxes that I'm destroying. The little foxes. The little thing. And here this little thing is the liar. See, they got people that's just a little white lie. A white lie will get you into a fire and furnace. <laughs> And so it talks about the liars and the lesser threat. But here it talks about people who tell lies. They are false brethren, false sisters. They are imposters in the church. God knows their hearts. He sees through the preaching. He knows the fraud. And guess what? He ain't going to lie about that up in the holy city. ain't going to happen. Unless the liar learn how to cleanse his mouth, repent, turn from his wicked way, and learn to walk in truth and tell the truth, they'll so help him. You know what? She going to hell. She going to hell. She is not going to enter into the city. Don't care how you slice it or dice it. It ain't going to happen. And so here, we got this link of fire. And trust me, I've had so many people that have come up against me and say, you know what, that's just what man has put in the book. Ain't no, ain't no hell. Ain't no lake of fire. Well, you know what, I'd rather prepare myself to find out that there is not a hell or a lake of fire than to not prepare myself to find out that there is one and I'm cast into. <laughs> See, we have to be prepared. We have to get ready, get our house in order. See? Because there is going to be a judgment day. There is going to be a punishment time. The lake of fire is real. And these perpetrators are going to join their true master, the devil, and all his associates. Hello. <laughs> his, his colleagues of associates. And so here, there's going to be an eternal alone. And it ain't going to be nice. It ain't going to be pleasant. And we wind down today. You know, this is not nice. It's not a pleasant type of thing to want to hear. But I pray that this is a message that will start you to thinking, to get that wheel turning, that it's time to get it right. See, we have to die here, and that's the first death, because there's a point of demand to live and to die. But then after that comes the judgment. There's a second death. And see, that second death, you know, uh, uh, is going to deal with, with the lake of fire. There's going to be a brimstone. And here is where there's going to be a complete uh, 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 cutting from. They're going to be totally isolated, separated from God and from Christ for eternity. It ain't no, I'll get it right later after I'm down there. No, once you're there, you're done. You're cooked and done, as Brother John would say. Done. You want to be there forever and ever. Amen. 
And so as we close this morning, you know, life right now that we're living, every year I find that life tends to be going faster and faster. I don't know if any of you ever sat and thought about it. See, when we were children, for any of us that are up in age in the late 50s and 60s, and, and you know, uh, uh, we are seeing that when we were children and youth, you know, it, it was like life seemed to be so slow. Y'all remember, you used to say, oh, I'd be so glad when I get 15. Oh, I'd be so glad when I get 18. Oh, I'd be so glad when I get 21. But Lord have mercy. It's like once you hit 35, 40, it's like there's a speeding up of time. And now the time that we're living in today is like just, we just started 2016. We're already ready to end it. I just remember us going through the last part of, of last year, 2015, doing our 21-day strong campaign. But Thomas, I'm sure you remember that. You know, there's a call, closing strong, ending strong. Those 21 days leading up to the 1st of January. But look here. We're now almost at the end of 2016. Time is going fast. And guess what? It ain't waiting on nobody. And you know something else? We can't slow it down either. I, I once saw a little reading, a little package that only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. For me to live is Christ. Hallelujah. Thanks. What does the future hold? you know, for you. You got to think about that. See, John's vision of, of the new Jerusalem, it, it actually helps us to be able to answer some things and, and have confidence. See, we can believe the prophecies of revelation that they are true and that they are faithful. We can recognize that through our future, has a future with a reward. Our future for us as believers is that we are heirs of the riches of God. And our future, when we think about when somebody asks us, what does the future hold for us, is that we got a hope and a sure hope. God always I got an assure. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. See, we got an assured hope. There's going to be a perfect, an eternal fellowship. With the Lord God. This morning, it may be somebody that is listening. It may be somebody that is saying, you know what? I never really saw the word like this before. Just looking over into Revelation may be for somebody that is saying, you know what? I've never even looked into Revelation. I, I was sort of scared to read over in Revelation. I was told that it was not important, and so I didn't really get there. And so here today, you might be hearing a message for the very first time. And you may be saying, you know what? I'm not saying. And, and I want to be made new. I want to be that, that brand new creation that was talked about on this morning. You may actually be somebody that's been in church. Secondly, you've been in church. You know all about church. But you haven't been living church. And I'm talking about the church within you because we are the church, and that you've gone into a backslidden state, and God is saying, come to that. You can rededicate your life, rededicate your heart, renew your mind to that. And then there may be someone, thirdly, that's saying, you know what, I'm saved, and, and uh, you know, I've got the Holy Ghost, um, but it's just something just hasn't been working, or I need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. There may be somebody that has never 
um, had the, the releasing of their heavenly language to be able to pray even in tongues. There's a wonderful thing, you know, when the releasing comes, when you can go forth and, and you can pray in the Holy Ghost in your heavenly language. God today wants to release that within you today. God wants to release it, cause you to be able to move out in the things of God, and it's going to take the Holy Ghost in order for you to do so. A reading of the word, a staying on your faith, and activating that gift that's on the inside. You know, for those that struggle with praying in the spirit, it's a matter of, of, of getting rid of your own mind thinking because it has a lot to do with the mind. And the moment you can get beyond the natural thinking and yield that member, which is the tongue, then all of a sudden the tongue comes. It might come out as just a little babbling. I don't know why I'm saying this to somebody that, that has struggled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. It might seem because it don't make sense to the natural mind. It don't. It just, you know, and little little words start uttering and like, oh, that just don't, don't feel good. That don't, that, that don't, that, that just sounds strange. But see, it, it's the strange thing that confounds the wise. See, the foolish thing. And so what you've got to do is yield that myth, get out of the soulish realm, the natural thinking, and allow God to speak through you. So, and then begin to exercise that gift. Those of you that, that pray in your heavenly language, God is saying today to begin to pray more in the spirit. Begin to utilize the praying in the spirit. Because now is the time we got to pray more in the spirit than we're praying in our natural language. See, anybody can pray a natural prayer. They can read a prayer off a piece of paper. They can go and pull a prayer off the Internet. See, but when you start praying in the spirit, now you can move out of self and you can move into the spirit. Now you're tapping in and the Holy Ghost making intercession. And so then when you do start praying in English or in your natural language, now you are actually discerning what you've been praying all the time in the Spirit. See, that's why the Bible says pray in the Spirit and then pray with the understanding. I'm doing a little Holy Ghost uh, uh, class here, 101, this morning. See, praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, and then praying in English, praying back what you've been saying in the Spirit all the time. Here it is. God wants to take you high. And so right where you are, before we can get to the next level, before we can be made brand new, we've got to get rid of some old stuff. Some old things got to die. And so this morning God is saying, if you're ready, he's ready to, to kill all that stuff that's on the inside, that's keeping you from going to the next level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. And so I want you to pray this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of my wrongdoing. Forgive me of my sinful acts. Forgive me of my wrong thinking. Today, oh God, I commit my life unto you. I renounce sin in my life. I renounce wrongful thoughts in my life. I renounce the things of my past. And I accept Jesus Christ into my life. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Make me whole. Create in me that clean spirit. Renew in me that right spirit and give me that clean and new heart. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ, he died on the cross. He shed his blood just for me. And that he has given me a right to the tree of life. I confess with my mouth today that Jesus Christ, he is Lord. I believe today 
that he is coming back again so soon. Now fill me, O oh God, with the Holy Ghost. I want to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Allow me to move out of pride, remove the doubt, remove the fear, and allow the tongues to flow freely that I may pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. I thank you now for the feeling of your Spirit. Lead me, guide me, direct me into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And amen to God be the glory. What a blessing. Hallelujah. I want you to know that if you pray that prayer, you're a new creation in Christ. Those of you that have rededicated your life unto the Lord, you're no longer the same. You see, you might feel the same, but you're not the same. You are that new creation. And when you go to try to go back to doing the old stuff, something on the inside is going to make you uncomfortable. Why? Because you've made a, a now a, a new decision, a qualified decision. And it was something that I and another, I think, uh, 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 Minister Carla, we were talking about, you know, and that's dealing with vows. When we make a vow to the Lord, you know, we've got to keep it. It's like a, a marriage, a husband or wife that makes vows unto one another. You've got to keep that vow. You've got to fulfill that vow. You've got to walk that vow out. And you've got to take that vow serious. Because there are repercussions when we don't follow the vow that we make. It's better to not make a vow than to make one and not and not work it out and not walk it out and not fulfill it. Amen. And so here he For those of you that have rededicated your life, know that when you rededicate your life, nothing is going to be the same. You'll try to go back to those things of old, you'll find yourself getting sick. You'll find nothing is working. You'll find trouble knocking at the door constantly because God is just trying to pull us back on the right road. Just pull us back into under that right path. Let God do it for you. Let him work everything out. Trust in the Lord. My brother, he quotes that all the time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all his ways, and he shall direct your path. God is faithful. And he wants to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. And so for those around the world, around the globe, I ask that you take now to the next level. You need to be a part of a church. You need to commit to being in the church, being a member of the church. You need to have your name not only on the road, but an active member doing what it takes. And so if you pray that prayer, I pray that you have found a place or can find a place in your local area. But if there is not a place that you are comfortable, then feel free to join us here at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. You can be a part of the ministry. And just because you're in another state, another country, doesn't mean that there's no accountability. We believe that the accountability is there. It will make us strong. You have a pastor. You have leaders. You have intercessors that will cover you daily through the power of prayer. Amen. And so go to our website quickly. Go there now. Don't let it do, don't let it be a delay. Send us a message. 
Email us at KLGFC at Outlook.com. Let us know that you prayed that prayer with us. You gave your life to Jesus, and now you are ready for fellowship and true membership that has benefits. Amen. When you go to the iChurch town, for those of you around the globe, hallelujah, you complete that online member application and click that submit. We'll get back with you. We want to help you, our pastoral team, Pastor Baker, Minister Carla. You know, we'll get back with you. We want to be that support to you to help you to develop as a strong disciple in Jesus Christ. Amen. Those that are in our local area right here in the regional area, you can feel free to come right here to our local facility. We can have the form that you need, you know, where you can fill out because we want to be able to know a little bit about you. Amen. We need to know, again, those who labor among us and so that we can help to serve you in a better way. Don't go through life not belonging. Don't do it. Don't be a wanderer. Don't be a church hopper. Hallelujah. Pastor Baker said not too long ago, a couple of months ago, the doors of the church is open. Hallelujah. And they truly are. The doors are open. Come today. Be a part. Hallelujah. Come and be an active part on today. This brings us here to the close of our broadcast. And I'm just so excited here um, that you all thought it not robbery to be here with us on this wonderful Sunday morning. It's been an absolute joy. It's been a complete delight just to be with you all on today. I'm just thanking God. I can't even begin to tell you how delighted that I am just to be with you all on today. Hallelujah. And so this morning, as we are closing, I ask that you join us in the morning. Don't forget, 6 o'clock a.m. Be with us. It's going to be a wonderful time of fellowship as we're continuing in the book of Ecclesiastes, dealing with the wisdom of Solomon. And then join us right back here next Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. for another time in God's word in a time of fellowship and in a time of prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Our benediction scripture comes from Jude, verses 24 to 25. Hallelujah. And we want to be able to read that. Before we do, I want to pray for you all as a whole. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we thank you for these servants. We thank you for your people. We thank you for the body of believers on today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would strengthen them on today, that you would do for them what needs to be done. Oh, God, we ask that you would move on their behalf, that you would open up the floodgates of heaven, that you would pour out blessings upon them on this day. We come against everything and anything that would come against your people on this day. Father, I thank you for touching them. I thank you for strengthening them on today. God, we thank you. We bless your name for all that you're about to do. Hallelujah. Greater is he. Hallelujah. And today we're going to say praise unto your name. Because your name is great. And you are great to be praised. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we just give you one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now with him that is able to keep you from falling and to prevent you from falling. Hallelujah. And to prevent you falling before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior. 
be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. of God. I want to wish you all a glorious day until we meet again. Shalom and God bless you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you. God bless your family. We love you. Enjoy your day today. God bless you, Pastor Baker, Minister Carla, Brother Tomlin, all of you. God bless you. Those in the chat room, God bless you today. God bless you all. We love you more. Love you. Love you. Have love a blessed day, everyone. You too. You too. We're going to just go out, just listening to a little worship, and, rejo- and enjoy today in the Lord. Thank you.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.